This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, Hour 3 is upon us. Guy Mitchell joining us today, author of Global Warming, The Great Deception. Been with us before, so Guy, welcome back. How are you? Thank you, John. I'm well. I hope you are. I am great. Appreciate you joining us. And we finally are seeing gas prices on a nationwide level dip just below 4 bucks a gallon, mainly because, you know, the 4th of July weekend's gone, demand's down, the price goes up, you know, you, people do different things with their habits and so on. So there's been a little less demand, so oil prices have gone down, although... The environmental radical groups out there are going to do their best to push it back up again. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I, this seems to be a new phase in the in the in this in radical environmental movement where they're trying to uh, <clears throat> actually prevent uh, new gas stations from being opened and trying to prevent. Uh, Obviously, uh, any new efforts to try to explore or produce uh, oil or any of the refinery products. So, and and they've gone to some extreme measures to try to to try to get attention. Yeah, and I, and maybe I'm wrong in this guy, but my gut feeling is these are individuals that a are they know what they're doing. They are somewhat out of touch with what other folks out there, outside of their, their realm, have to do to earn a living and feed their family and so on. But these are typically individuals that really could care less what the price of fuel is. They have no clue, in my opinion, as to what actually oil does. The fact that the majority of the things that they're even utilizing to protest with, uh, for example, them spray painting no new oil under the Last Supper painting, if there weren't oil, they couldn't have done that spray painting in the first place. (laughs) Well, the whole thing is nonsensical. And the, uh, the amazing thing to me, is the fact that uh, many uh, governments have not, because of the influence of the Green Party, particularly in places like Western Europe, but many governments aren't trying to uh, to counter these sort of movements. And 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 you know, and and I'm surprised that that more groups that aren't uh, don't have an vested interest in the economy, uh, particularly with respect to uh, uh, the power grid and, and uh, all of the all of the energy sector, are not putting out the truth about this global warming, which, which is that none of the world's temperature databases depict any global warming. Right. And it's crazy. It's like the emperor who's not wearing any clothes. And, and 
science is, you, you, you know, I know. Uh, proven science refutes all of this, but, but we've let it go on so long that it's kind of gained a, a sense of momentum and, and, an, and a life of its own, if you will. Well, you know, it, it sounds good. It gives some people, I guess, some fuzzy feelings that, you know, they're doing something to, quote-unquote, save the planet, yet... Guy, we've got situations like Sri Lanka, which you can read everything out there about it. They'll never tell you that the real reason they're in the condition they're in is because of green energy and heading yeah, that direction. Absolutely. And yes, there's been some corruption in the government and so on, but the, the biggest corruption from government has been the fact that they've gone down that path and it's ruined their country. Well, and John, the biggest concern we as Americans should have is the efforts that the Biden administration has undertaken to try to reconfigure the power grid. Right. You know, this the executive order uh, on December 8th of 2021 said <clears throat> that the goal was to have a, a carbon-free grid by 2035, I think. And in 2021, uh, 60% of electricity generated in the United States was generated from fossil fuel-powered plants. Right. So not, it's not possible to do that, even if one wanted to, but the risk to our economy by trying to replace fossil fuel-fired power plants and nukes with wind and solar, uh, we'll be just like Sri Lanka. We'll have, yep. I mean, or California. We'll right. have rolling blackouts, and we'll have all these uh, ec- severe economic consequences. I also, um, I, words matter. I guess the best way for me to say it. And I've been trying to get my listeners to understand that, first of all, there's no such thing as green energy. There really is no such thing as a carbon-free grid, because without oil, you don't even make the things necessary to have a grid in the first place, whether that be wind, solar, or any other thing we would come up with to make power. I hate the word green. It's alternative, expensive inefficient energy we should call it a a aei energy guy not green energy because it's about as far from green as it gets well and the thing about it john that most people don't understand is notwithstanding the fact that you could not replace the fossil fuel powered electric generation with with wind and 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 solar you couldn't wrap it up fast enough within that period of time but secondly you know the fact of the matter is is that we all know that wind and solar uh, power generation are vulnerable to a number of uh, situations, including extreme weather events. So you're always going to have to have, if you want a reliable power grid, you're always going to have to have fossil fuel backup. Right. And <laughs> how much fossil fuel backup you have is a, is a function of how reliable you think the wind and solar is going to be, and no one can answer that question. Correct. What happened in Texas? So, Correct. Hey, well, and the other it, thing, it, too, let's not it, forget, Guy, to have that reliable backup power. It's not like a generator outside of your house or a building that you can flip a switch and it automatically comes on. They don't just turn a coal plant on and off. It has to continuously exactly right. be running to be viable backup power, or you don't have backup power. That's exactly right. And, and, and it amazes me. That, that the degree of ignorance, you know, the idea, I, I, I don't, it's the idea that one could just suddenly stop fossil fuel powered electric gener, uh, generation in the United States. <laughs> what would we, I mean, you know, our economy would just, it, we would be like a third world uh, Latin American country where yep. we would have 
already here in Michigan, the operator of the 14 state grid that uh, includes Michigan warned its customers, Meso. The head of the Meso warned its customers this summer and that this summer and this winter they could expect rolling blackouts because they decommissioned the Palisades nuclear power plant. They've got another coal power plant that's getting ready to go offline. So they're going to have a deficit of, of supply versus demand, and, and they're going to have rolling blackouts. Unbelievable. Uh, well, the and other thing I don't understand, and, and Guy, maybe you can answer this for me because you've studied this, I'm guessing, way more than, than I ever have, but I've never understood as a country. You know, we're, we're, we're very intellectually smart. You know, we're, we're very innovative. We've thought of things. We've invented things that the rest of the world never even thought about inventing in the first place. And yet, as a country, in my opinion— we have really lacked in the, you know, in the hydropower generation end of things. And I know the green movement, you know, the, the, the environmentalists have done a lot to stop a lot of that. But it looks to me like up and down all of the different coasts and the different areas that we have here in Colorado, especially, there's places all around this country where we could have planned ahead and had all sorts of hydropower generating right now, which really is good, clean, solid, reliable energy, by the way. There's no reason why we don't have more of that other than than the quote-unquote environmental movement. Well, the, the problem is is really that our energy, uh, our grid, our electric power grid, our energy um, strategy, if you will, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. in the United States gets corrupted by politics. True. You know, it ought to be based on science and it ought to be based on engineering principles and practices. And what happens is, is uh, the last nuclear power plant to be approved in the United States was in 2012, and it, that was and it had been 30 years since a new one had been approved. But the Nuclear Regulatory Commission voted four to one with the chairman voting against because of safety concerns for a nuclear power plant to be permitted. That was in 2013, first wow. time in 30 years. All, I mean, France generates 85% right. of their electricity with nuclear. So, uh, you, you know, the United, our approach towards our energy energy policy in particular mm-hmm. is just uh, very naive and puts us at a great disadvantage if we don't make some changes Agree. with the rest of the world. Agree. Guy Mitchell, again, author of Global Warning, Warming the Great Deception. Uh, Guy, where do folks buy the book if they want to buy it? Amazon.com. It went on, it's now on sale. You can get it in a paperback, hardcover, and ebook format. So it's Global Warming, The Great Deception, Amazon.com. Awesome. Guy, I know you're running on short on time. I appreciate you joining us today, sir, very much. John, thank you. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Uh, Geno's Auto Service is up next. Again, the best way to take care of your vehicle and save money at the pump is to do just that. Care for it, maintain it, do the things necessary. And by the way, what the dealership says and or whatever is in your book may not be exactly what you and the vehicle you're driving needs. Geno's can explain all of that for you. Geno'sAutoService.com. That's with a J. 303-794-6700.
Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Air Conditioning Recharge Special. We're off to a very hot start to summer here in Colorado. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant, cleans it, and we put it back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. As members of Colorado, Auto Care will back it up with Napa's nationwide 36,000 miles or 36 months peace of mind warranty. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Veteran windows and doors, folks. Uh, Dave, in fact, going to have Dave out at my place early next week. Find out exactly what he can do for me and my home. He can do the same for you. 303-529-0720. Again, find him at klzradio.com. Dave Bancroft founded Veteran Windows and Doors on three Marine Corps principles. Integrity, knowledge, and dependability. Integrity, because he won't sell you something you don't need. Veteran windows and doors charge you an honest amount, saving you half of what the competitors charge. Knowledge, because he would rather you be more educated than the next window sales rep that comes to your door. He'll go through the specs of the product you do need in your home. Dave is sure to explain that the U-factor will determine energy efficiency, that the solar heat gain coefficient is necessary for temperatures inside your home and in preventing sun damage. Dave doesn't need sales gimmicks like heat lamps because he uses actual industry standards, meeting and exceeding code. Dependability is Dave visiting every customer personally so he can consider what year, how your house was built, and help you customize your new window or door. Veteran windows and doors stand by their principles. Visit klzradio.com window to see for yourself. Group insurance analyst, you need your home. Auto, business, you need health insurance as well. One-stop shopping, they can do it all, including Mountain Properties. 303-423-0162 or call, or sorry, or find them at klzradio.com. Finding insurance can be confusing and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars out of your pocket. You need an independent insurance broker to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of independent insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is your home, auto, Medicare, life, ACA, health, or business insurance, GIA has got you covered. They have been doing this as independent brokers since 1984. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Metro Pavers has a fantastic opportunity for Class A or B commercial dump truck drivers, offering competitive wages, advancement opportunities, health insurance, paid vacation, and performance bonuses. This is the right company to work for. Qualifications for the job include a valid Class A or B commercial driver's license, 
a professional attitude, hard working, and the ability to work overtime as needed. You must be able to pass a DOT physical and have a clean motor vehicle registration over the last three years. Metro Pavers built its reputation as a premier asphalt and paving company that has excelled in the greater Denver metro area for multiple generations. The ideal candidate has good communication skills, accountability, and experience safely loading, unloading, and securing equipment. Take advantage of this opportunity by visiting MetroPaversInc.com. That's MetroPaversInc.com. And tell them KLZ sent you. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Dan and Blackhawk, you're next. How you doing, John? Good, sir. Hey, one of the energy alternatives that they're not talking about, and it's, it's in its infancy, is uh, hydrogen power. Mm-hmm. And the, the emissions generated from hydrogen is H2O. Right. So, but right now, the, the issue with it is uh, the production of hydrogen is, is almost cost prohibitive. But if they would uh, work on developing that technology, who's to say that it couldn't get towards a, a viable alternative energy source? No, you're right. And that, there's, there's, you know, there's that factor. The distribution of is also, as you know, a factor. And, and again, as, as more of, like anything else, as, you know, more of that becomes, uh, how you want to say, quantity of and so on, you know, the mass production of it, if you would, the more of that that starts to happen, the cheaper the costs get. And you, could you get it down to the point where it becomes a very viable source? I, I think it could be, Dan, yeah. Eventually. And the thing is, is they've, uh, they've done, and who knows, they've done experiments and stuff where they're able to uh, get hydrogen out of cow manure. Hmm. So not only would you be able to, uh, you know, power cars or generators or whatever by hydrogen, uh, you would take care of, uh, of waste from cattle. Hmm. Think about all the cattle yeah, we have good in this, point. In this uh, country. I mean, I, I, like you said, they're radical nuts that don't think, and they, they only have an agenda. And they're, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I, I would be fine with alternative energy if it was if it was cheap, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's just, it's like the the electric cars. Uh, they're expensive. Who can afford a sixty thousand dollar car? I mean, some people. Oh, and I want to stop real quick there, Dan. You just reminded me of something too. I was going to mention today. I. And as much as folks, you know, that are out there, you know, either like or hate Tesla, here's the reality. I, I'm still trying to figure out why people today buying a new Tesla want to buy what I consider to be an old car. And let me explain. Tesla hasn't upgraded. Uh, the Model 3 is the same as when it came out a couple of years ago. The Model S is the same as it's been now for five, six years or longer. I mean, there hasn't been a single really change made on those vehicles. And why somebody would want to go buy a new car that looks exactly like the one five years ago, Dan, I, I don't get it. I Well, yeah, and then it's like they only make one. Uh, at a time, or one one model at a time, and uh, he's you know he he came in right at the right time to to become rich, I guess so to speak. I guess so. Yeah, no, no, you're, yeah. you're right on that. I mean, he just took an opportunity, just like uh, Bezos with Amazon, and uh, uh, you know started selling books, and look where he's at today. So 
Well, and, and, you know, and going well, back to even some of the energy things we were talking about with the last caller, one thing, again, I haven't yet, well, I know why, because we don't plan ahead in this country for beans. We used to, but we don't do it anymore. I mean, each coast, especially the West Coast, we should have had desalinization plants done years and years and years ago. Yes, I know it's expensive, and yes, I know it takes energy to do the desalinization process, but if you look at where we're at today, Dan, you know, we could have done a nuclear power plant near a desalinization plant. We could have easily had all of that working right now to where the Colorado River keeps not, you know, just basically tops off uh, Lake Powell and Lake Mead instead of having to rely on it to keep it, you know, can, you know, to basically drain it down for all the farmers and everybody else that needs it. If we'd have had all the drinking water in California handled with desalinization instead of relying on the Colorado River to do so, we'd be in a totally different shape today as a country up and down the West Coast. Well, yeah, and I read an article about Lake Mead, and they talked about climate change. Climate change uh, is the reason it has nothing why to Lake do with Mead it. Is, I know, I know. It's just. The, the, and they showed photos of Lake Mead when it was, you know, it was built back in 1930. Well, remember, I mean, we weren't around, but back in 1930, there was nobody in Nevada uh, around Vegas. Yeah, what, what, and the other thing, too, that they did, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. The other thing that happened with, you know, Lake Mead and, and even the Hoover Dam is they looked at the Colorado River and they based the amount of allocation from it upon high-level years. In other words, high, you know, years where we had a lot of snowpack, a lot of rain, and so on. They based the allocation on those high years, not an average or even going off of some of the low years. So the, the dumb thing about it is we're, we're allocating water out in levels that we typically don't see on an average basis anyways. It's no wonder the bloody thing's running dry. Yeah, and also California, there's some endangered uh, salmon fish. It's that, like a little minnow uh, is what it is. It's not even a salmon, it's a right. minnow. Well, but what I'm saying is we have don't, we have enough technology that we don't have to let that minnow... I mean, it's, it's nice that it would be in its natural environment, but at the same time, it's like they're, they're just letting a lot of water flow into the ocean that... And so they're taking, um, you know, they're taking more water out of Lake Mead, and it's it's just ridiculous. It is, and, and uh, again, I and I know I sound callous when I say this, but if the minnow goes away, the minnow goes away. We got people to feed and take care of, and an economy to yeah. keep going, and so on. If the minnows go away, they go away. At last I checked, that minnow does nothing to feed anybody. Who cares? Well, right, but we can save the minnow and also feed people, is what I'm saying. And I'm saying if the minnow goes away, it goes away. We've had other species that go away. Big deal. It's not the end of the world. Well... (laughs) I'm just, I'm just saying there's I know, and I know I sound it. callous when I say that, but you got to look at everything as a whole. We don't do that, Dan. We take little bits and pieces out, and we concentrate on that, and then we wonder why we end up in the trouble that we're in. Yeah, I'm just saying take the minnow out of the river and put it in an aquarium. Yeah, do that as well. <laughs> no, good point. Yeah. Dan, no, I'll let you go. Good good call. Good point. Craig, you're up next. Go ahead. Hi, John. How are we doing? You know, it's, it's a coincidence that you would be – talking about this subject, I had this very same discussion this weekend with a group of campers. Okay. Um, I said, why is it Colorado's responsibility to ensure that California and Arizona have enough drinking water and water for their lawns and such? I, I said, know. the watershed starts up around the Granby area where you had your yeah, cabin. That's right. You know, the Colorado River source. And, you know, I said, as they have uncontrolled growth without planning for the water they need, the energy they need, why is it up to us to sit here and point the finger at Colorado? Well, you're just not getting enough snow in your mountains to provide us with enough water. And they wonder why the 
Lake Mead and, and Lake Powell have dropped steadily over the past 20 years. I, again, I, that was because of some of the packs that were set up among states way back when, when I guess people just, they didn't think ahead, Craig. They thought, oh, plenty of water today, not a big issue. We'll allocate it off. You know, we'll give it on both sides, by the way, because in Colorado, we have it flowing both directions, east and west. And so we've got packs with Kansas and Nebraska and, of course, you know, Utah and California and Arizona. And, and you, to your point, it's dumb. We never should have done some of that back in the day. Let those states figure it out on their own. We, we, we would have been so much richer as a state today had somebody had some foresight back then. Well, you, as you said, the desalinization plants, how are they not already looked toward that? Because I mean, we don't think ahead in this country, Craig. We are so reactionary at times in this country. It's ridiculous. We just don't think ahead. I mean, even even when you start talking about right now with where we're at with, with gasoline, because we haven't built any refineries, we haven't incentivized any of them to be built, we haven't allowed them to build any, we're in the position that we're in today. We're, we're our own worst enemy. It's just stupid. Yeah, I, I know uh, the reservoir that was out there in eastern Colorado eventually had... A, was it the Bonnie Reservoir? Think, Had to be drained. I think that's right. Because there was these packs, like you said, set up years ago, where there had to be enough water to flow downstream to satisfy Kansas's needs. So they said, okay, Colorado, you got to get rid of your, your reservoir, which was very popular with a lot of, uh, you know, sportsmen and, and fishermen and, and boaters. And, and they just had to basically drain the drain the lake and let it flow downstream. So, and, um, and why we in the state, Craig, didn't t- take all that water, keep it, use more hydropower along all the different river basins we've got in this state, and just told you know, we should have just thumbed our nose at the environmentalists back then and said, no, we're going to build reservoirs, we're going to go ahead and do this, we're going to have hydropower, we're going to have water, and we're going to have electricity in Colorado, and I don't care what you guys think, get out of the way, this is what we're doing. But we had no leadership back then to do any of that. Now, the last reservoir to have been built in this state, if I'm not mistaken, would have been the Strontia Springs Dam, which is upstream of Chatfield. Is that correct? Uh, and, and wasn't that designed to be hydroelectric? I can't answer that one. I, you know more about that than I do. Um, you know, it's just like, you know, that we, we don't look toward the future enough. Um, Looks like the, 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 McPhee, the McPhee Dam and Reservoir on the Dolores River was in 1985. That's been the last one from what I've seen. Okay. Well, There's some other ones that. That, are, that are on, you know, that are slated to get built, but I, I don't think they, they, I mean, shoot, Denver Water's having a hard time with Boulder just trying to get Gross Reservoir's dam raised, Craig. Yeah. Well, it's, as, as you, you know, you explore the state and you go to these different lakes and reservoirs, you're really amazed at the, I don't know if you're familiar with Monument Lakes south of La Vida. No. There, there is the North Lake and, and Monument Lake. Those lakes are owned by the city of Trinidad for Trinidad water. Mm. Okay. Um, and by, and by the way, really quick, I want to make sure that I don't get corrected, but the Chim- Chimney Hollow Reservoir that's just west of Carter Lake up by Fort Collins, 90,000 acre feet, is the last known uh, lake in Colorado that's been created, 30,000 acre feet of water, uh, August of 21. So that one was just completed. So that's our latest one, Craig. Well, the 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 valley that exists between the Mount Democrat Range and Quandary Peak mm-hmm. in Summit County, mm-hmm. there is a reservoir there that is owned by Colorado Springs. 
Oh, okay. That's Colorado Springs water. Okay. So as you as you go throughout the state and, and discover these reservoirs, you find out that most of them are owned and used for city water. That's so right. That's correct. Know, there ha, ha, has been some planning, you know, and not all of them are open to recreation. Some are not, and some are. Mm-hmm. And you get up around the uh, the Niwot Range area up above uh, Boulder, up above Netherland, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's marked off limits because that's Boulder. That's the watershed, watershed for Boulder. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so it's yeah, Boulder has a lot of water, uh, by I, the way, which most people don't realize. Not only do they have a lot of land, they get a lot of water too. Well, I, as I explained to some people, I said, you know, you think gasoline's a big issue in this country? No, no water's bigger. Gasoline. No. Just wait till water becomes an issue. That's right. We've seen nothing yet. That's right. Uh, Craig, I'll let you go. I've got one one more call to take, and then we got to get Scott Garlis going. Dan, go ahead, sir. Okay, John. The last reservoir that I know that was built was Wolford Reservoir up out of Kremlin. That was built in the 90s. And then also with the Bonnie Reservoir, uh, it was a court battle. Colorado was supposed to release water. They held water back. They went to a federal court. They had to release the water out of Bonnie Reservoir. Kansas got water, but now they're not getting any water because the river is drying up before it reaches Kansas. So it didn't accomplish anything. Right. If they would have left uh, Bonnie Reservoir as a reservoir, yep. then they could have released the water. They could have built up in the winter, and then they could have done releases during the summer, and Kansas would have got water. But now they're not getting any water. Right. So. And real quick uh, for me, because I think, I think I went up to Chimney Hollow Reservoir. I did look it up. It just got finished in August of 21. Uh, it's right okay. near Carter Lake. It's in the Windy Gap Project. I think that now whether or not that's considered new or an add-on to what's up there, but to, from what I've seen in the pictures, it's a new reservoir. Yeah. So I just remember Anyways. driving from Kremlin to Steamboat, and there was no reservoir there. There's one now. The yep. Yeah, there is. You're right. So anyway. Thanks, Dan. Okay. No, appreciate it very much. Always good calls, guys. Thank you very much. Extreme Auto Repair is coming up next. Keep that vehicle in top running condition at Extreme Auto Repair here in Parker, 303-841-1071 or klzradio.com. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promises kept. Absolute electrical heating and air, folks. Again, anything you need, ask about the quiet, cool system as well. But they're there for you, even just a simple AC recharge. Whatever you need, they can do it for you. 720-526-0231. Reduce your energy costs with a quiet, cool fan installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Because quiet cool homes don't reheat as quickly as homes without the system, your quiet cool fan reduces the dependence on air conditioning. When your home stays cool, you don't waste as much energy trying to keep it that way. Your new quiet cool fan also uses 90% less energy than running AC throughout the day, which helps with the bills too. 
The U.S. Department of Energy called the Quiet Cool Whole House Fan the most cost-efficient way to cool your home. Take advantage of the cool mornings and give your AC and wallet a rest this summer. Pull up to 50 degrees out of your house with a Quiet Cool system installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your comfort evaluation with a trusted expert at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. High Five Plumbing, folks. All your plumbing needs, one-stop shopping. It's really that simple. Whatever you need, they can do it all. High Five Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or klzradio.com. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture-perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five Techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. An absentee-owned business is better than one you need to work every day. When it comes time to sell your company, the potential buyer doesn't want to have to work there. They want it to run itself. You need to think about your future and the future of your company. When you're a small business owner, you keep big business in check. You're a vital part of the local and national economy. Your responsibility as a small business owner is to be an active participant in the planning of your business. If you don't know how to plan for the future, that's okay. Call John Rush. He can show you how to make your business more profitable or even sellable. If that's the plan, email John at RushMediaInc.com for a free one-hour consultation. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Scott Garlis joining us now, Stansbury Research. Scott, how are you this week, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Good to hear from you, and uh, hope you had a great week over the 4th of July. Sorry I missed you last week. But let's talk about inflation. You know, you and I have been talking about what some of the real numbers are, and even even with some of their um, calculations where they take things out, yesterday, 9.1, highest in 41 years. Yeah, man, it's a, a real gut punch. You know, it, what was interesting about that number was, Wall Street had ratcheted up their expectations uh, going into the number to 8.8%, which was above the prior month's 8.6% growth. And then, you know, what my buddies that all work and run money, they were telling me they were actually looking for 9%. And even, you know, it beat those super high expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that, that was really a shock to the market. And then today you've got producer price index, uh, which is what it costs people to manufacture goods. That number was equally as bad. 
Um, that number, I believe it came in at 11.3%. Hmm. So my yeah, 14 or 15, right? when it's all said and done for the actual real street inflation price, probably isn't too far off. No, it's, it's really not. And here's uh, one of the things I'll, I'll tell people to look at is if you look at the monthly number, so that 9.1% CPI number was the annualized number. If we look at the, just the month-over-month gain, it was 1.3%. And if you multiply that out over 12 months, that's, that's exactly what you get. You get a 15.6% yep. yep. inflation increase. That's pretty much what we've been saying now for for a while. I mean, I mean, in my opinion, Scott, you don't have to have a Ph.D. to figure this out. When you've got gas up 40 to 50 percent, you've got groceries yep. up a good 25 to 30 percent, depending upon what people are buying on a regular basis. And you look at all of the other energy prices and goods that people have to, to buy, not counting some of the other hard goods, but just other, you know, you know, take out clothing and things like that, which varies up and down depending upon sales and so on. But all in all, you add all that together and yeah, uh, duh, it's much higher than 9%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Sorry. I don't mean that. It's the way you put it is spot on. And again, that, the producer price index, you know, I thought if there was one that was going to pull back, that would be the one because we've seen metal prices really tumble because yeah. people are worried about a recession. So I thought, hey, producer prices would come down, but they didn't. Nope. And the, the biggest driver here in both of these is, is energy costs. Is energy. That's right. That's right. Across the board. Yeah, and, I, and I've been watching it, too. Steel prices have, for all of you listening, steel prices have come down. Lumber's come down. So a lot of the you know basic uh, building blocks, if you would, of what it takes to make certain things, cars and so on, have come down. But that's, again, Scott, back to what you just said about recession fears and so on. Some of these companies are realizing, wait a minute, we're probably not going to produce as many cars as we did the prior year. Frankly, that's not just because of the recession. I still think that's a chip issue, but that's just my own opinion. They're going to blame it on other things, but the reality is uh, they're, ju- they're just not going to build as many. So, in fact, steel prices are down right now. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And I, I think they're going to continue to tumble for a while. Now, I agree. Lo- longer term, you know, that will set us up for, for hopefully better inflation down the road. But, but that is going to take some time. I mean, it's, you know, we've seen inflation go from you know, basically nothing to where we are now over the course of 30 months. That's right. That does not re- it does not reverse itself in two months. No, it does not. That is, that is correct. And and the Feds, of course, in my opinion, aren't helping. I know that they I know they think they are, and they see inflation and think, well, I got to keep raising price, you know, raising raising yeah. uh, interest yeah. rates to continue to to counter that. Uh, again, my fear is there's no soft landing. It's going to be a hard landing. Uh, these knuckleheads are going to keep raising and you know raising the interest rates until they feel like they've they've done enough. And what they're forgetting, and you and I have talked about it many times, they're forgetting about the regular Main Street inflation that's there that they frankly have no control over. I know they think they do, but at the end of the day, Scott, they don't control a gallon of gas. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's correct. Um, and what you said just a moment ago is right too because. I think the Fed's going to look at this and they're going to say maybe what we're doing isn't enough because it's still growing. I mean, this is on top of 5.3% inflation growth a year ago. Right. So to do 9.1 on top of 5.3, I mean, that's, you know, that's a big, big number. It is, and then these guys are going to raise it another three quarter of, of a point, and and I don't, I'm not sure they're going to be done there. They might do another three quarter point before the year's up, or or more. I don't know. It might be a full point. Yeah, that, that is correct. Um, so, 
the, the flip side of this is some of the monthly stuff is starting to back down a little bit. Uh, it's not huge, so we'll, we'll want to watch that trend going forward to see if we start to get some momentum on that side. Uh, if that happens, maybe the Fed backs down on its rate hike policy by the end of the year. Uh, but still, there's 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 some damage, some real damage that's being done, and they're going to do some more. Where do you see? Um, again, I mean, we know the the Fed raising rates has has slowed down. Not really. Let me let me say that in the right way. It's changed the housing market. I don't know if I could say it necessarily slowed down. It's made some adjustments yeah. there. Uh, I don't know that it's affected the new car sales thing as much as just not having inventory in that. Has I mean, frankly, yep. Scott, I still think people even at seven or eight percent will buy a new car if they could find one. The fact is, they're not there, so that's affecting it as much as anything. But you know, I mean, how? What's your predictions? I know we're going to find that there's really true recession numbers here in the next week or two. I just can predict that coming out. That's what's going to happen. And then the reality is, they're going to finally admit that it's here. How long do you think it lasts? Um, okay, so uh, it's something interesting. I've been, been looking at a lot of this, so. We got earnings numbers from J.P. Morgan this morning. Um, J.P. Morgan is taking their loan loss reserves higher. Um, they could go a lot higher than they did, but but they took it up. Uh, I want to say it was like 450 to 500 million. That right there is telling me that the nation's biggest bank is worried about we're already dipping or, or tipping into a recession. So they're taking reserves for people defaulting on loans mm-hmm. because they're and that's typically a harbinger of recession. Jamie Dimon even came out and said, I think what the Fed's doing is going to be a problem. You know, what's happening with oil prices, it's not just going to be the U.S. economy, the global economy is really getting into a recession. So looking at those numbers and just looking at the averages, the average recession tends to last around 11 to 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we go into a bear market, the average stock market drawdown in the bear market is around 34%. So if we get to the end of this month and the numbers come out and they said GDP says we're in a recession, which I'm I'm in your camp. I think that's probably going to happen. That means we're about seven months into it. Okay. So the, the positive of that potentially is that by the end of this year, early next, we start coming out. I I don't know that I can argue with that. I mean, I had I, I pulled something down today that talked about the average. You know, duration in months of the recession since 1980. So the 80 recession was six months. 81 to 82 was one year and four months. The early 90s was eight months. Early 2000s, eight months. The Great Recession of, you know, seven, eight, nine was one year and six months. And then the last one, which really wasn't much of one during COVID, was two months. So even if you factored in, you know, 10 months or so, I don't think you're far off, Scott. Yeah. And so then to me, what that also tells me, though, so not only is it the recession numbers, but now, Let's talk about the bear market drawdown. So I, I look at those sort of together, and I think of that in terms of, okay, well, if we have, say, to the end of the year, and then the market's only down 20%, that tells me if you're an investor, this isn't the time yet to, to mm, start to think about point. going back in. I, I think you have more time to wait, and I think you're looking at another potential 10 to 15% downside. Um, but I think, you know, in the fourth quarter of this year, the opportunity is setting up for people, if they want to save money and, and be high in cash right now, to put it back to work to make some some very serious long-term gains. Mm-hmm. I, I, by the way, I, I think you are spot on on that. And speaking of, 
when folks are ready to do some of those things and, you know, some of the, the folks we, we have listening that buy and sell on their own and so on, how do they get a hold of you and, you know, find that information to, to kind of help them out? Sure. Uh, Stansberryinvestor.com. Uh, we have free stuff we put out all day long for people to check out about the markets. And then, you know, if they like some of what they read, there's also a lot of paid content they can check out as well. Real quick, got a couple minutes left. Where do you see oil prices headed? They've dipped below 100 bucks a barrel because demand, of course, is down. Uh, we've increased some production, although not a ton. The Saudis, of course, no matter what Joe's asking over there, they're not going to be able to do anything. They're already, they're already you know, tapped out. We're going to have to be the country that produces more when it's all said and done. Where do you see that headed? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little more cautious on a big pullback in oil right now for all the reasons you just mentioned. Um, I just don't, you know, this war between Russia and Ukraine, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. No. Um, Russia is in this for the long haul. So, you know, Russian supplies probably not really coming back to the broader market anytime mm-hmm. soon. And then, you know, there's another thing going on right now. Uh, you know, Biden made some interesting comments in Israel. Uh, I think it was either this morning or yesterday. And that's, you know, leaning toward really taking a hard line toward Iran, which he hadn't done before. Um, so if that happens, Iran is sitting on one of the biggest oil supplies in the world as well. Uh, that just means Iranian oil is not coming back onto the market, and it's going to just it's going to worsen the supply situation. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, I think we've probably seen the bulk of the pullback. So. Nah, ne- never, never a dull moment. Let's say it that way, Scott. Yeah, fair enough. All right, man. Have a great night. We'll talk to you again next week. Enjoy your weekend. Flesh and Beck is up next. Kevin Flesh, no matter what you have going on in your world, legally speaking, give Kevin a call. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Denver IT Security. Make sure that your network is secure, home, work, wherever. In fact, John's going to join us next Thursday. We're going to get into some things personally you can do to make sure that you're uh, aware of scammers and hackers and all of that. But in the meantime, call him, denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ or klzradio.com. Keeping your company's email system safe from hackers requires constant vigilance, meaning your staff needs to be kept aware of the signs of this threat. The team at Denver IT Security will customize a program helping to prevent mistakes that could lead to costly email infiltrations. Business email compromise or email hijacking is a growing problem. Hackers log into your email system, read through past conversations, Then start a conversation with one of your contacts, pretending to be you. They may send an invoice to be paid through a wire transfer or ask for sensitive information to be provided. By changing some settings in your email software, they keep these conversations hidden so you won't even know it's happening. 
Some will even change the phone number in your signature, hoping the victims call them, thinking they're calling you. To learn more about this growing threat, schedule a free consultation now at denveritsecurity.com slash KLZ. Golden Eagle Financial, don't forget, Al Smith has a seminar coming up. He'll buy you dinner as well. To call and register for that, it's 303-744-1128 or klzradio.com. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com money or call Al Smith. At 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Now is the time to stand up for life. Now is the time to stand up for women facing unplanned pregnancies. Now is the time to support pro-life ministry Save the Storks. Your monthly gift will help us put more medical units, called stork buses, on the road, giving women the choice to choose life for their babies. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and sign up to support our ministry with a gift of $35 a month. Please don't wait. Go to SaveTheStorks.com now. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. All right, tomorrow, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, Paws of Fury, and Marcel, the shell with shoes on, and then favorite animal characters at 4 o'clock. Guys, have a great night. If you missed the first hour, catch it next between 6 and 7 p.m. with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House. Otherwise, have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.